0: Welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode one hundred and forty. Sadly, Melanie is away today, but I am taking over hosting duties. My name is Brendan Fry, editor in chief at CG Magazine. I am joined by the usual cast of characters. We have Wayne Santos to my right.
1: You said all of that in almost like one breath. Didn't mm-hmm. you? Yes, that was kind of impressive mm-hmm. and terrifying. Yes, at and the same
0: time. and to my left, I have the irreverent Phil Brown. That's me. But
2: so it's not the usual cast of characters without Mel. Now, that's true. It? It's sad. Yeah. Well, I've only mentioned she's not here. So.
0: I know, but it just seemed weird. Aye, fair enough. Okay. We have to make sure she knows that she's, she's loved. Yeah, because she's going to listen to this. She might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. should I'm right? the
2: only one that listens to him when I'm gone. It's <laughs> only to make sure that people don't make fun of me, and they always do.
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Okay, shall we get right into it? We have a bit of news this week, but it's going to be a shorter cast because there's not been very much going on. Mm-hmm. There's not very many games to review, etc. So let's get to it.
1: So who's going first? Uh, Why
0: don't Phil go first? Fine. Had, yeah, I'll go first.
2: Right I'll my new- I got my news right here. All right. So a number of things. The I guess the first one that we should probably address even though. By now it's already de- been debated endlessly is the uh, new Ghostbuster cast that came out you guys hey, it's fine that? it's, it's fine. fine yeah 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 I I'm pretty content with it these are some damn funny ladies Every they are. single one of them and I'm and it, I don't know there's something I'm
0: increasingly
2: less upset by this happening. here's my thing
0: I think the cast is gonna be fine I think mm. the people they have on board are gonna be good mm. I just don't know why the bother' me calling the ghostbusters
2: yeah it is a bit strange
0: because yeah. it's not it doesn't seem like it has I mean if it was just and these new people are taking over for the old Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's a completely different story, has no connection to the original st- source material whatsoever. Yeah. So why bother it's at a brand.
2: Because it's a brand name. Yeah. Obviously. Branding. Yeah. It's branding. For sure. If this was just called the Ghost Ladies, it'd be a much, <laughs> much harder sell. But because it's <laughs> called Ghostbusters, but everyone's thing, already talking but about it.
0: But people are talking about it in a kind of disdainful way. If they yeah, call it basically... Idiots, idiots are talking about yeah, it in that's a disdainful way. Let's but I mean, let's, let's be clear here. I think it's going to be an interesting movie, depending on how they kind of go forward with it. Of course. But they probably could have gotten away with just making it, like, Bridesmaids. What is it? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids didn't have any cachet, and they just managed to make a movie that actually stood on its own.
2: Yeah, for sure. But um, that bridesmaids cost like, you know, $30, $40 million, where this will probably be somewhere between $1 and $200 million. That's fair. Okay. So they want to protect their investment. Plus, it makes it more of a global thing. Okay. comedies generally don't play as well in international marketplaces. Fair enough. Versus a franchise like Ghostbusters. Everyone's on board. Plus, you know, Ghostbusters 2 isn't great, and most of the animated series is hard to watch. It's pretty bad. So... You know, it's not like even if this is a disaster, this will be the first disaster. I'm intrigued as to what they do, and also beyond those forecast members, uh, Paul Feek also mentioned that. Um, here, where is it that he they're currently uh, talking about getting Peter Dinklage to play the villain? Sure, um, he's in contract negotiations, which would be great, and uh, they've offered a role to Bill Murray that's not Peter Bagman.
0: See, here's my thing. Why didn't they just have a handoff and then just kind of go with this new series?
2: I think because if they'd written a script dependent on Bill Murray being in it, well, no, just have
0: like um, Dan Aykroyd. He loves being in that movie. Just have. Dan Eckway's yeah, like, I'm know, getting old and crazy. But that's the thing. Here. He's, he's insane. You yes, can't give him amazing. more than a
2: scene. So I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> he is and, crazy. And then with Bill Murray, they like, you know, even if he agrees to do the movie, he won't like sign a contract yeah, or anything. You're enough. just kind of depending on him to actually show up. And yeah. it's just too big of a movie to do that. Yeah, fair enough. So I think it's that sort of thing. I don't know. I, I like Paul Feig. I, I like where they're going with this. I mean, we'll see. My expectations are reasonable. I'm mm. not expecting a okay. masterpiece. I just want to laugh, and these four gals make me laugh. So I'm. I right. don't
0: know. I think Christine, Christine wi- Wig. Yeah. Say? I I find her annoying. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She's great. I she's find crazy. her rather annoying. Oh, she's fantastic. Uh, so
2: anyway, there's that, and then the other big thing that we must address, that once again is a couple of days old as you're listening to this, is the Fantastic Four trailer. Did you guys watch the meh. Fantastic Four trailer? Yeah, I
1: saw that. Yeah. Meh. I'm
2: on board. I mean, it's a teaser. You don't see much, yeah. right? I it's,
1: just... It's there.
0: I just don't care. I,
2: well, I, I do. A, I like the Fantastic Four, and okay. they've only gotten shitty movies. This and they should looks have a good slightly movie. better. This looks better. It's by Josh Tank, who's okay. only made one movie, and it's Chronicle, which is fantastic. Fair enough. And yeah. I would have been very excited to see whatever he did anyway. But here's my thing. Here's my do- other thing. Well, One more thing. Okay. Which is that um, what excited me even more than the teaser, which is just sort of a bunch of random yeah. images... Was that he did an interview and he said that his primary influence on this uh, on this version of the Fantastic Four is not any comic book movie, but it's actually Scanners and the Fly. Okay. And that, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And that it's going for A, that type of... Body retro, horror? Retro future uh, technology and B, yeah, body horror. Because, because the Fantastic Four, their origin story, of course, are, you know, they go to space. Yeah. They're involuntarily turned into superpower creatures. So his idea is that it's going to be a slow, gradual, painful, awful process for okay. all of them, and that I'm on board with. Yeah, I can see that. So I and I like the cast. All four of those guys are fantastic. Sure, yeah. Um, oh, Miles Teller is great. Yeah. And, and uh, not Rooney Mora. What's her name? Rooney Mora is her sister. I don't know. I can't think of the name right now. It plays Crispo Invisible Girl, but she's great and fun to look at, even though she'll be invisible. Oh, the. Uh... What's her name? Something Mora. Uh, yeah, she's she's, she's
0: um, Kelsey Cardinals, right?
2: Yes, yeah. yes, she's great. And um, and then the guy who played the thing was uh, from Chronicle, sure. and uh, Jamie Bell, who I've come to like quite a bit, um, in the years since Billy Elliot, when I didn't care for. him. Okay, so I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by it, especially the Cronenberg thing, which mm-hmm. might just be lip service. But I don't know why they do Cronenberg lip service. That's not gonna, you know set the mass populace on fire. No. I he's going to say that it's going to be genuine. And I like the idea of it being, yeah, kind of like a, a creepier, unsettling version of these characters. I'd be cool and with that. Powers. Although I do
0: find it interesting the way the trailer's like, from the studio, that brought you X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm like, but they also brought us the horrible, the other movies that were bad. Oh, I know. <laughs> but
2: they're trying to set up a global franchise yeah. here. That's their goal eventually is to have crossovers. Um, speaking With, with of, the two
0: series, they only have to.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and not to mention the fact that, uh, they also, pending Disney approval, Fox is going to go forward with a live action X-Men TV series as well, how? which seems like overkill to me.
0: Okay. So how, but Disney has to approve that.
2: Yes. How? Sorry,
0: Marvel. How, oh, how do they approve? Marvel has to approve it. Because they don't have the TV rights. They only have. Exactly.
2: That's so weird. Exactly.
0: And they're not going to do that?
2: Uh, who knows? Because presumably Marvel will get a piece of it. if they.
0: Apply yeah, it. but Marvel also is trying to destroy any aspect of the characters they own just so Fox gives them back. I know. So I don't see Marvel playing ball like, yeah, we want to give you more, rights. Sure. I don't
2: know how yeah. it's going to go. It's weird. And then what well, would it, because they're not going to shut down the movie universe. So these going to no. be running in parallel. Is it like some of the X-Men are on the TV series and some of them are in the movies? That sounds, that sounds What's the game super dumb. But I, it's just Fox desperately trying to get into that cross-universe Mentality. Yeah. I read another interview this week with uh, Mark Millar, who is sort of kind of the creative head of the team, um, mm-hmm. creating all the Marvel movies with Fox, and he said when he started, um, they brought him on being like, "Look, we want to be different. Yeah, We yeah. want to hire interesting filmmakers. We we realize how wrong we've gone with these Wolverine movies. We want to we want to bring these things back and try to do something genuinely creative." And he was like, "I'm fully on board with that." And he said, "Now, in a like very political way." That basically the conversations are not that anymore. Now they're how can we make this a universe? How can okay. we have this all together? How can we make it this? Yeah. And that seems like a bad approach. Yeah. Because that's purely commercial. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Like I would obviously give the X-Men T V series a shot. It just seems like the X-Men is a bit ambitious to do as a live
0: action. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I, mean, right? I haven't
2: been watching the Flash series. I don't know how they're handling
0: that. It's it feels like a CW show, so they yeah. cut corners when they can. I mean, yeah. it's well done. Yeah, yeah. But, but you have the fact that they try to minimize the effects. Did you, like, have you ever watched Supernatural? Yes. Okay, do you remember when they did the dragon episode? No. Okay, dragons are apparently guys with kind of angry faces that glow red every once in a while. I see. Yeah. So that kind of I level see. of budgeting.
2: Right. I mean, I guess you could kind of get away with that in X-Men, because people would be trying to be incognito and not yeah, their yeah. powers. But at the same time, it seems like it's missing the Yeah. But anyway. I can
0: do like the hero's approach. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't super budgety.
2: No, but it was budgety. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Okay. I'm not optimistic. I know. Next up, uh, Wayne, this is Joss Whedon related, so you might like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm over him so joss whedon has already started doing promotion for avengers of course. because Woo. people inevitable yeah, yeah of course um and someone asked him this week uh if he has any interest in doing the avengers three and four infinity wars super movie and he said absolutely not okay that he's already exhausted and he can't uh, he's already like well well beyond exhausted and can't fathom making two gigantic Avengers movies at the same time which I I understand yeah Um, he also said that it's been so long since he's worked with original characters that he's very very antsy trying to create something of his own Mm -hmm. again which would be great and now especially after Avengers he'd essentially have carte blanche do whatever he wants anywhere so I'm on board with that but he did also say that he didn't want to leave Marvel entirely he didn't want to close the door he liked he liked working with them he'd like to continue to be involved with them but he will not be doing Avengers and he needs a break Enough.
1: So, yeah. You can't really blame the guy.
2: No, and, definitely not.
1: After all this time. Yeah, For sure.
2: Because so. it wasn't just like he did Avengers and then Avengers 2, which in and of themselves are two fucking gigantic, all-consuming tasks. Yeah. He also uh, like did radical rewrites on the first Captain America, mm-hmm. the second Thor, the, and the second Captain America, supervised all the Marvel movies that have come out between Avengers, yeah. and created helped create two TV shows. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, sounds it. I'm sure he
2: was... Very well paid for it.
0: I would I imagine so, I think yes. it's
2: safe to say that he's got enough money for his children and his children's children yeah. and his children's, children's 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 children.
1: As a creative, he would like to do his own thing. Absolutely. that's what creatives do. And so. as
2: a fan of Joss Whedon, yeah. I would like to see him do his own thing. Yeah. I I me, you, the other thing is at this point, between Kickstarter and his own personal massive wealth, he could make another Firefly movie on his own. Yeah. And then just get someone to, make it, someone to release it. And I'd be okay Although people that. are getting a
0: little old for that show.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, but Nathan
0: Fillion's not looking like he did.
2: For sure, but he's rugged. <laughs> <laughs> he's I like- don't know. Uh, Harrison Ford did find maintaining Indiana Jones. It's a similar character, and he did find maintaining Indiana Jones in that's his life, like, 40s and 50s. I don't know. I'd be curious. I, I mean, that's just, that, That's I mean, look, that's never going to happen. Firefly's no. done. But I would like that to happen, and it's I'd just up. be curious to see what ideas he has kicked around. Well, saw, isn't there
0: like, gonna be a Firefly Netflix thing?
1: Not that I've heard of.
0: I think there is. I really? would just
1: like to see him go back into TV, all yeah, right, and do like I would look it up, but I cannot. again? That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of just this, you know, two-hour feature stuff, but you know, it's like tell another gigantic, meaty story over the course of a few seasons of TV. Yeah, that he, would be good. He yeah. is
2: very good at that, but at the same time, he's never really made an, his own original movie, really, mm-hmm. when you think about it, because the Avengers are obviously the Avengers. Serenity was a Firefly spinoff.
1: Well, he did make Buffy. In a movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. The original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, no, 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 that doesn't, no, that
2: doesn't, doesn't count. count. Okay. That does not doesn't count. Does, absolutely does not count. And oh, I think, and I right. think he would appreciate me saying that. Okay. And I say that as someone who doesn't even mind the original Buffy movie. I think it's got its charms, uh, namely Paul Rubens. But he was um, great. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. yeah. The gag with the pencil. Fantastic. Was just it as was fantastic. And I heard an interview with him recently where he openly said when he got that job, he said the only re- way he'd agree to do it is if they let him have his exact haircut from the mugshot. Which okay, I didn't realize that was specifically his idea, okay. and I kind of love him a little bit more. Okay, doing that. the
0: Netflix thing was a April Fool's joke last year. There you go. Yes, I
2: didn't think. I feel
1: like I would have known, and
0: yeah, been so
2: excited about that by now.
0: Apparently, it was, a, it was an April Fool's joke. People actually believed and wrote about. Well,
1: I can see how people would want to believe yes. that because, yeah. of course, yeah.
2: Of course, and at the same time, I'm sure at this point, if Joss Whedon went to Netflix and was like, I'm thinking about doing Firefly. They'd be like, please have all the money and go make it immediately. Yeah, that's true. So it's totally believable. But I think you're probably right. I think it's probably time for them. I think they'll never go back to
0: that. I don't think so, no.
2: Anywho, uh, next up, uh, Disney is currently in negotiations with Chris Pat about potentially starring in an Indiana Jones. Thank you, Pratt. About potentially starring in an Indiana Jones reboot, which – sure. Here's my feeling about that, which is, it's not that I think he would necessarily be bad about that. My feeling is, if we're gonna do an Indiana Jones style movie yeah. with buffed up Chris Pratt, why don't we just fucking make an Uncharted movie? Yeah, with which buffed would be up Chris Pratt, would be the exact same thing. Um, it would be age appropriate, and it has, uh, and it also has a built-in audience.
0: Yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah, wasn't they already gonna make an, a uh, Uncharted Couple movie, times. and Couple they times. just keep failing? Yep, never came
2: together. The, best, the the when I was really excited about it is there was a period when uh, Mark Wahlberg was gonna yeah. play it and David O. Russell was gonna. Oh re- yeah, play uh, it, but then it got really nonsense. Was super exciting.
0: Didn't it get really weird whether it's gonna yes, be like a pawn shop family? Yeah. Who knows? It yeah. <laughs> got so weird. Robert
1: De Niro was going to come in yeah. there as Nathan Drake's uncle. And yeah, yeah. Like, wow, What? What? I know. But wow, wow. like, like, he's
2: such an interesting director Yeah. That I would have been so curious to see. What honestly? Since then, he's been nominated for Academy Award three times.
0: I know, but honestly, they just make a movie going, hey, Treasure Hunter, go. That's yeah. all you have to do. You have the characters already. Just put them in a situation. I you're done. I nothing else
2: you need to do. And there's supernatural elements built into it. Yeah, you're fine. There's so much great stuff. I mean, I don't, do. again, I
0: don't... Then again... I don't, Chris Pratt, they might, they might be oversaturating him in their universes. Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor, yeah. but we don't need him in everything.
2: That's fair. And and all, and Indiana Jones is so similar yeah. to uh, Star-Lord. Star- Star-Lord, yeah. That yeah. would get really distracting. Yeah, because yeah, like, well, he wears years. a leather jacket in both things. Yeah, <laughs> and if every couple years he came out playing the same character. That being said, I don't think Chris Pratt has a lot of characters in him. Nope. I think it's probably him. And that's what we're always going to get. Yep. But
0: uh, I mean, that yeah. being said, he's a fun. He seems like a fun he totally dude. Totally
2: is, and he's not a bad choice to play Indiana Jones. I, uh,
0: think, I don't. Indiana Jones has that kind of. He's professor first, then explorer afterwards.
2: Yeah, but did you ever? read no. Harrison Ford as a professor. <laughs> we been past that. We've been past that. A I long think he was stoned ago. half
0: the time. Was he's like, he yeah, was, just he was. just. I heard. Look a, in your book. I heard an
2: amazing story. Uh, Greg Proops told where Greg Proops uh, he played one of the um, yeah. Talking Heads of mm-hmm. Menace. And he, at the time, uh, he, his driver was like a full-time Lucasfilm yeah. driver, so he'd been driving for all the Lucasfilm projects for years. So he was just, uh, every day when they drive to the set for him to do what he was doing, he would just plug him for stories. Yeah. And he said, on uh, Indiana Jones at the Last Crusade, he drove Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford used to smoke a gigantic blunt on the way <laughs> to the set and on the way home from the set every day. And at one time, uh, Harrison Ford was late, and the guy didn't know what was going on. And then he saw Harrison Ford rushing upstairs. He had this gigantic saucepan with a lid on it. And he jumped up back in the car, and he was like, what's, what's going on? Did you, did you not oversleep your alarm? He was like, no, I just ran out of papers. And then he opened up the <laughs> lid, and he had fried a, like, a, a pound of weed and was just huffing it out of the pan because he was that desperate because he had to be stoned out of his mind to play Indiana Well, because he's
0: horribly um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Shy? The he's he's afraid of being. Oh, is he? i never people. heard Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That I think ex- that explains a lot.
1: Wait, So Harrison Ford is anti Yes. Yeah. A movie star is antisocial
0: Well, so is uh, Robert De Niro. Okay. Yeah. And, no, right.
2: Yeah, Robert De Niro has issues. And uh, um, Tommy
0: Lee Jones, I think, is his, oh, like a lot yeah, of these. A lot yeah. of the big guys, are just like. When they're in interviews, they're like, I hate you, go away, yeah. I don't want to be around you right now. Yeah,
2: I, di- I just didn't realize that there was actually like a condition that Harrison Ford had, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. But I do that's know why, that that That's he's... why apparently if you ever watch him in talk shows and stuff like that, he always just looked glass-eyed. Yeah,
2: super crabby. And I couldn't figure out if he was doing a character or what was going on, but this makes a little more sense.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, I've never met the guy, yeah, so I can course. only judge on what people I have course. said. I have heard
2: um, from very reliable sources that him being a gigantic... Uh, pothead is very, very true. Yes. Which I find hysterical. I just love you, I, brought, he I love it. Up. <laughs> I loved it. Well I love to no, know I love knowing the fact like I haven't rewatched yeah. it since, but the fact that I know that he was high for the entirety of any of yes. the Last Crusade, I, that warrants a rewatch in and of itself. Well to be fair,
0: he wasn't he didn't he wasn't like he didn't go into acting. He went into carpentry and they're like, yo, you should do this He's No like, no, oh. no, no
2: no he was a trained actor.
0: Well, I thought he was he, he was supporting himself as yes. a carpenter because okay, he didn't
2: make it but no, he went okay. into the I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. Um alrighty. Next up, um uh oh yeah, there's gonna be this is just a brief thing. Uh they're gonna make another sequel to the ring. Which, sure. Like, why? After I all this
1: time you mean, and, in in the West or in Japan or No, here in the West. Okay. Why? And okay. isn't
2: there like three already? A, it's been so long. It's been like ten years since the second uh, one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. And B. Do kids even know what a videotape is anymore? How's that going to work? It's going to be
0: a DVD. Yeah. Or a website. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a viral video is what it's going to be, and it's going to be stupid.
0: Oh, as a side note, have you seen the movie, um, the trailer for the movie, um, what's the movie called again? The one with the, it takes place in Skype windows? Oh, Unfriended. Yes.
2: I don't know. I, yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. A, this is a complete side deck Obviously tangent, it's stupid. Yeah, it looks really yeah, bad. It looks dumb. But at the same time, I think it's kind of a creative and yeah. unique idea. So, I'm... Um, also,
0: they just have point of camera.
2: Exactly. So, I have very mixed feelings about it. Like, I do... I, I want to see it, because I'm curious to see yeah. what they do with it, because it is, like... It automatically makes it so unconventional. Yeah, yeah. That I'd be curious to see how it put together, but at the same time, it is just, on so many levels, so clearly just designed by a bunch of people in a room going, what a kids like? They like that chatting.
0: <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do one of those. Also, I've never seen a computer that has that many chat windows all with the video know, going at the same time. It's ridiculous.
2: But it I don't could, think Skype works that way. But it could, it, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it would be fun. If it, if it is like as pure as the trailer makes it yeah. seem and you're just – the whole movie is just split screens with all these kids – I don't know. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. That's I've weird. I've not even seen this trailer. That's really, really weird. I don't weird. know what you guys are talking about. It's basically about. a... Imagine uh, a
0: computer screen with lots of little yeah. windows of people's Skype chats going so, yeah. on. Google Hangout. Yes. Yeah, it's like
2: a Google Hangout with like eight kids. Okay. And uh, a girl was killed the year before and her ghost is haunting them. And like it, it entered their chat. And any time someone starts to shut start down their chat, they die. So but, they have to
0: sit and chat the entire time.
2: Yeah, so they have to stay on. And each of them is like, fuck it, I'm leaving. And then they get killed. But it looks like it's all going to unfold like simultaneously with everyone.
0: And it 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 opens new windows. They to to explain the killing or whatever. They they open a window on top of the sky.
2: That's right. If if you shut down and close down the chat, a new video opens up, and it's a video of that person being killed, and you can't communicate with them. So there's clever stuff going on there. It's just as I said, it's so. Stupidly, it's so clearly. See, now that
1: you're talking about it, the real tragedy of all this is that you're saying that this is a movie. Yes. When really, what it should have been was a program that you open on your computer and watch there. Yeah. So that you have like windows opening up with the scary killer ghost girl on there, and that would be interesting. You can't make it go away, and blah blah blah. It's like superimposes its image, you know, it's somewhere behind you when it shows a shot of yourself, blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they could do interesting things with that. Yeah, Yeah, they'll get there. But because it's a movie, it's like, oh well, that automatically creates certain conventions and expectations as opposed to, no, it's on your computer, so they could really yeah. mess with you now. Yeah. Well, it's I'd too heard, bad. It's too bad. Well, I'd heard for... I, I I never
2: heard any further development on this, mm. but for a while I remember hearing that someone was developing a horror game where... Like you sign up for it, and when you sign up for it, you give them your cell phone number, your email, address, kind of like your Majestic. Facebook, majestic, and yeah. yeah, and then you're just at that point, you're just part of it, and you don't know when they're going to come. Yeah, you, uh, do, you, do
0: you remember the game Majestic? No, show? okay, Majestic was a game by EA that was really ahead of its time. Yeah, it involved you could do the demo, which mm-hmm. is amazing the way they yeah. did the demo. Uh, you sign up. Like you do this web page, you sign up, you put your phone number, your um, email, all this other stuff.
1: You consent to how much interference you are willing to allow. And there's like three levels or something like that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what happens is, as soon as you push send, you get a phone call.
2: Yeah.
0: And the phone call is just this frantic woman saying, I've sent you the data, be safe, and hangs up. It was something like that. This was a long time ago. Yeah. And then you get an email right away. And in the email has this like... Fake confidential documents, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and as you read that, you find little clues in there that you can go to different web pages. And as you do different things, you will just get faxes sent to you randomly. This yeah, is the, see, this I is, like that. This was in early two thousands.
1: It was like the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, something like yeah, that. I yeah, I think so.
2: especially now everyone has so many different like accounts, yeah. and types yeah. of interactions. But it was so be, weird because I think, be, I think it'd be it's a great idea.
0: I mean, it was, and I only did the demo because yeah. the full game you had to have like a credit card and those other nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they had to make sure you were 18. Right. Um, but it was really weird the way it worked where you just, like, sign up and then you get phone calls randomly. And they yeah, just yeah. they just phone you. Like, you'll be like, oh, someone's phoning me. Yeah. Oh, a crazy woman's yelling at me and there's a guy shooting guns. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. normal.
2: Totally. I mean, it would be hard to pull off because, you know, like any sort of interactive theater or anything. Yeah. Cheesiness factor. is is, pretty much impossible to avoid. Yeah,
0: uh, Majestic actually wasn't that cheesy. They got some good actors involved. It just the cost to run it was far more than it was worth. Yeah,
2: yeah, that makes sense. So they just,
0: like, after, I think it was like a year, they just shut it all down.
2: That makes sense. Alrighty. next up, um, the Friday the 13th, the next Friday the 13th movie has been delayed to 2016. Whatever. Which I'm mentioning only for two reasons. Number one, the release date's on a Wednesday, which, come on, guys. Okay. Yeah, if you release a Friday the 13th movie, you put it out on Friday On a Friday the 13th, 13th yeah. That's how it works. And B, um, it's good just because as uh, off the news last week that they're developing a game, now they have two years to develop a Friday the 13th yeah. game. And I like that.
0: I, but why, why Wednesday? I don't know. Uh,
1: I'm really upset about it. Yeah, that. I don't blame you.
2: All right. Uh, next up, Hasbro Pictures has filed a new trademark to use the uh, GoBots for distribution in film and television.
0: Whoa. Yep. Um, yeah. Was that a Takara? Yeah. Who, uh, who did GoBots? Was that Takara? No, that uh, wasn't Takara. Was that Bandai? I don't know. I can't remember. Because it was one of the competing things against Transformers. Yeah, exactly.
2: But Hasbro's got it now. So my, so my feeling on it is that either A, they're planning on using the GoBots in the next Transformers movie, which is ridiculous. But That's what B, they're going to do. They're going to have a GoBots movie and then try to turn it into a combined GoBots Transformer universe. universe Oh, God, I hope not. I know.
0: Because what's the difference in the GoBots? Like, so they all land on Earth? I know. What's going on? We are the GoBots. It doesn't
2: make any sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But But
0: I'm Sam Witwicky. What do you do as GoBots compared to the Transformers? We're far better.
2: I know. It's just stupid. We have less
0: articulation.
2: Ugh. All right, and um, and then the last thing I've got is actually a video th- game thing. Ooh, amazing! This will segue, in, segue into you, which is that. Um They've announced that there's going to be a Lego Avengers Age of Ultron game. Woo. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's um,
0: actually not surprising whatsoever. Of course. No. And
2: I'll play that. That'll be fun. And they're also going to do a Lego Jurassic World time yeah. game. Again, not so. surprising. Which that I'm all for. Lego dinosaurs, bring it on. Yep. I'm ready. Yep. I'm ready. It th- depends, depends on how they do it. Yeah.
1: Of course. It. If the dinosaurs are just in the background and you don't really get to do much. Uh, thing,
0: I, find then I would to play a dinosaur. You
2: wouldn't interact with the dinosaur. Yeah. That's my question is whether or not you can be a dinosaur. I mean, you can be so Hulk. In the,
0: in the marvel game totally can, yeah. yeah
1: and
2: the lego games are all about having as many multiple play- playable characters as possible yeah and in jurassic world that means what you're going to be like alan grant like that's <laughs> not going to be great so hopefully they yeah have playable dinosaurs you get to play as chris pratt come on i know but we'll see what happens anyway that's it for me cool. what do you okay. got
1: uh not much was actually happening in mm-hmm. the gaming world but um do you remember one of david cage's earlier games indigo prophecy
2: I remember you talking about it.
1: Well, okay, so it was called Fahrenheit in Europe. It was called Indigo Prophecy in North America, and now it's getting a remaster, but only for PC, Mac, and iOS platforms, hmm. not for consoles. Intriguing. Very weird. Because it's that fucking, is super weird. Yeah, you know, it's like it originally came out on the PS2, and now they're like, "Oh, sorry, PS4 and Xbox One guys, we have no plans of whatsoever." That's very to release weird. It on consoles. So, I wonder why. Yeah, must be
2: something to do with how the control scheme is going to work.
1: They are going to be implementing like touch controls. There you go. But they also say that you'll be able to use like a regular controller for the PC and Mac versions. So, I I don't know what's going on. But it was a weird, eccentric sort of game where eventually found out that the internet was bad. I'm not going to get too much into it. Oh, game. yes. You it's fight a, the internet. It was a deeply strange game where you fight the internet. <laughs> so, Intriguing. Yeah. All right. So that game is going to be coming out. Also, um, actually, quite a few changes that are happening on the Sony side. Do you know what Spotify is?
2: Uh, I think so. It is but...
1: sort of a music streaming Yeah, 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 service. yeah, So what's happening is that Sony has now cut some deal and partnered up with Spotify. Oh, cool. In um, North America and Europe and Asia, so basically the three huge regions, mm. they're going to be shutting down their Music Unlimited service and they're going to be turning it into Spotify instead, so everybody is automatically going to be entitled to like a free Spotify account or if you want to pay a monthly subscription, you get the premium account, which I guess has like you know no ads and right. also allows you to not just stream the music but also download, select the tunes so that you can listen to them offline cool. if you want to do that.
2: So basically what they tried to do with the uh, Sony music uh, player yeah. that didn't work.
1: Yeah, but this one is like, you know, far more popular across the world. Everyone except the U.S. where, you know, it's like from what I've been able to gauge, globally the response to this is like, oh, great, Spotify is coming, except in the U.S. where they're like, why aren't you guys using Pandora? Since yeah. that apparently got there first and yeah, yeah. managed to get its claws in there. So it's like, eh. Yeah. All right. Okay. So cool. that's happening. Um, other news, for guys that own the Vita, which is not you. Nope, um, but that's you. But it is me. Yeah, they're actually going to be discontinuing the map and YouTube functions oh. as of March. They're taking that really? stuff down. Yeah. Why? Um, they're not saying. They're just saying that as of a firmware update in March, it's like those pieces of software are no longer going to be supported. Which... Of course, it's making the Vita guys very sad because they're like, oh, my God, you know, it's like you're, you're crippling this system even further. Why are you guys doing that? Don't I get, you, But like I to suppose Vita you can more?
2: just open a web browser and get to both YouTube you, and Google Maps, You right? still can't do it that way. Yeah, so. so.
1: So I guess it is one of those things where it's like, you know, this, this stuff might have actually worked better on the browser yeah. than it does now. And maybe
2: that's – maybe it's just a budgetary thing where, yeah. like, now they don't have to pay either of those companies.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially since, you know, most people are probably going to use their phone for that sort of thing anyway. This is very true. Yeah. So, I guess they just look at it and it's like, what's the point of maintaining this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. That is going to be disappearing. And it's like, oh, well, I guess... Meh. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... Okay, so for people that like Dragon Age and like free stuff. I like both uh, these things. Okay, so until February 9th, and this is kind of a weird thing that they're doing, but until February 9th, they're making absolutely free the tavern songs from Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. So um, you guys don't know this, but in Dragon Age, when you go into the taverns, they they hired some professional singer to like just you know crank out these. Okay isn't crooning medieval tunes mm-hmm. that actually usually just use tunes from the soundtrack but now they you know give the lyrics to them and she's singing them in her sultry voice and a lot of people have actually been saying it's like oh yeah it's nice I, I wish I could actually listen to that You know, it's like woman singing these tunes without right. having to play the game and now Bioware is like well now you can for free until February 9th exciting so you probably don't care about that since nope. you haven't played the game No, nope. you know, I'm like, not a big fan of medieval either. Yeah.
2: crooning either so yeah but it's free. So. But that's exciting yeah. for all the Dragon Age people. Will you be getting them?
1: I probably will not be getting them yeah. myself. Okay, but um, you know it's like, yeah, but but for the people that I care, you know it's like, it's out there, so you know it's like, go forth. Good news. Yeah, and um, that's about it as far as like you know news that was happening this week. Cool. Now, not a whole
2: lot. Alrighty. Well, then I'll briefly talk about the uh, movies this week. Um. neither uh, I'll talk about two neither of which are very good and neither of which are bad either um, they're kind of okay across the board so the first one is Project Almanac
1: oh your time travel movie
2: yes okay. which is can be described perfectly within one sentence which is that it's chronicle but with time travel and I'm assuming that's how it was pitched and why it's made um, so we have a bunch of young teens who film everything they do, and one of them is a science whiz, and his buddies are also science whizzes, but not quite as intense as him because he wears glasses. Of course, and he is trying to get into MIT, and he builds this like hand-controlled helicopter, remote-control helicopter deal um, that's amazing. But only gets him a $5,000 scholarship and needs a full scholarship. So he needs money and he's desperate. So he starts poking around in his attic where his uh, deceased father, who was a super scientist, used to live. Of course. And he finds a video camera with a videotape of his sixth birthday party. And as he plays it, he notices something odd, which is that it's the teenage version of himself in the background of some of the footage. Uh, He doesn't know what's going on. How
1: could that be? I know.
2: So he's very confused by it and he goes to stand in the exact position where he was and he notices a switch he'd never noticed before and he turns it on and he finds out there's a secret compartment in his basement that has a bunch of... Uh, bizarre technology, and blueprints to make a time machine. So along with his aforementioned Smarty Pants friends, they take apart an Xbox and get some car batteries and make a time machine. Okay, so
1: to to satisfy my own science fiction Mm nerd, about this, how big is their time machine?
2: At first it's... DeLorean size? TARDIS size? At first it's very large. It would take up, like, this entire table, and it's sort of...
1: And not mobile, I presume?
2: No. It basically transports anyone who's standing in its general... It's standing within, like, a... Foot and a half from okay. it. So it and then. And in
1: space, I assume?
2: Yeah. Uh, n- n- yes, eventually. Okay. At first, just time, then space, okay. eventually. Right. Um, and then, as the guy keeps working on it, he makes it small enough to go in a backpack um all the friends keep hanging out and uh for a while
1: and just documenting the hell out of this on yes the campus,
2: yes so. yeah it's irrational at first why they're filming everything and then like when they start building the machine they're like well we should document this This is cool and you're like oh, okay i buy that and then when they start going in time they're like you know what we should uh if we're gonna if we're gonna do this we got to agree to always do it together so no one's going around messing with things and we should always film it just in case anything is wrong we can check what we did and go back and fix it which I suppose is kind of reasonable. That also kind of makes which sense. Which is kind of yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Um, and then for a while when they first get it and they're just going about doing, like, zany wish fulfillment things, like going back and acing tests that they were going to fail or okay. or dealing with bullies and, uh, and then, like, doing sort of Groundhog Day repetition. Not,
1: not investing in Apple or Facebook or anything. Uh, like they, win the like, okay. they, yeah, they win the lottery. Of
2: course they do. Yeah, they win the lottery. And it's fun. That stuff actually is quite fun. The actors are all quite charming and the, the director... Um, I got to get his name right because it's kind of a ridiculous name. Uh, Dean Israelite. Okay. Um, real name. Um, he, he's, he does a very good job at sort of staging these kind of low-key, low-fi, but high, uh, blockbuster sort of action sequences. Uh, not action sequences, but sort of spectacle sequences. And it, it, it's amusing for a while and then at a certain point obviously something goes wrong and they try to go back to fix it and that makes it worse and it turns into a butterfly effect thing. And it just gets really, really dreary and tiresome. And... And at a certain point as well, because it's just the main guy who is going and trying to fix things and making it worse all by himself, there's a, there's a certain point for the last 10, 15 minutes where you're like, why are you filming this at this point? Yeah. This makes no sense. You're keeping this a secret from everyone, so why are you documenting it? And more importantly, why is this entire tape somehow managing to stay true, even though every time you go back to the past and change things, everything else changes? Yeah. It makes no sense. So there's a lot of plot holes, a lot of logic le- leaps, a lot of holes. But as I said, it's very fun for the first chunk. The acting's pretty good, I, although it has to be said, that the, that there are two uh, female characters in it who are there basically just to jiggle and and make kissy faces, and it's pretty bad.
0: To jiggle, yeah. Okay. And it,
2: even even by like crappy teen movie standards that normally have pretty horrible female representation, this was really embarrassing. Um, so there's definitely problems, but I like I said, it's not bad. It's really fun. There's about there's 30, 40 minutes in there that are actually really, really Mm -hmm. fun. And if the whole movie had maintained that, this could have been about as good as Chronicle, but they didn't. However, um... Yeah, I wouldn't dissuade people from going to see it. If they're want if they intrigued by it at all, I just wouldn't rush out. And I do think that this director, uh, D- uh, Dean Israelite, uh, shows a lot of promise. Cool. And uh, I'd be curious to see what he does next. And yeah.
1: the performances were actually okay?
2: Yeah. The so acting
1: rang true? It didn't feel forced Yeah, control.
2: no, by these standards, okay. it's not bad. And, and in, like, a fan footage, it has to be extra good because yeah. it really – because you're trying so hard to create a manufactured reality that that makes it tough. And, yeah, no, they were all fine. I mean, look, okay. no one – I didn't see anyone in it where – like I did with uh, um, Dehane who played the villain in Chronicle where I was like who the fucks that kid he's going to be amazing. Um, there was no there was no one like that in this that really jumped mm-hmm. out but there was no one bad either. Okay. So um yeah no it it does what it does and it's it's fine with it and cool. the next one I'll talk about very quickly is uh, Wild Wildcard because it's the new Jason Statham movie and I love Jason Statham. And in this one, he plays a kind of Jason Statham for hire in So he Vegas. plays Jason Statham again? Of course. Okay. That's what he does. But he's good at it. And uh, basically, he it's based on a screenplay by William Goldman, who uh, wrote uh, Princess Bride mm-hmm. and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And it was actually previously made into a movie in the 80s that William Goldman wrote to work with Robert Altman. Uh, it starred Burt Reynolds, and then Robert Altman quit after two days because Burt Reynolds was so difficult. And then it actually took two other directors to finish it because uh, another one quit. That's amazing. And it is a horrible mess of a movie. This one, they basically kept the initial okay. script that they were going to shoot with Robert Altman. So it's this weird mixture of like a very um, like self-consciously sort of iconic mm-hmm. and snappy William Goldman script. With a very rambly Robert Altman like narrative where like Statham's main character but other than that it's just sort of about watching him hang out with other people as much Sounds as it's the And then they also added action scenes in because it's Jason Statham now. So it's this really weird mixture of elements. The cast is really really good. Statham uh, works in a lawyer's office, and the lawyer is Jason Alexander, which was just surreal to see the two of them on screen together. Yeah, um, He normally is—the reason why he works in the lawyer's office is uh, Jason Alexander has him go around, find people, rough people up if necessary. He also is just a general Jason Statham for hire. Okay. So if you're a geek that wants to impress a girl, he will show up at a bar and there's a fight to you. If you're uh, someone visiting Vegas and worth a lot of money and you're worried about being rubbed up, he will chaperone you around all the casinos, which he does to an internet billionaire— and then he has a friend who's a call girl and she gets roughed up by a guy who's mobbed up and he asks her – she asks him for help and he's like, I don't know if I can because he's friends with the mob boss played by Stanley Tucci and that could cause trouble. And then he's like, ah, but I'm too good a guy. And he helps her get revenge. And then, What? Then, so then he ends up sort of with the mob trailing him and Stanley Tucci is really hilarious as a mob boss. That was a good choice. And then at the same, and then there's another sequence where he has an incredible streak of gambling and makes a bunch of money. And then uh, there's scenes where he's hanging out with his best friend waitress, and another scene where he's hanging out with his best friend. Uh, Anne H. plays the waitress, and he's playing hanging out with his best friend. Uh, I was a, a blackjack dealer played by Hope Davis. So as you can tell, there's a lot going on there, and there's not a lot of focus. Um, but and there are some. There's are some scenes that are really gross and sleazy, and there are some really scenes that are almost too goofy. No oh, weird. The thing is, the thing, so I, I wouldn't call it entirely a success, but it was just such a strange combination of okay. elements. And so many, like, individual scenes were great and moments were great that I, thought it, I found it to be kind of a mm-hmm. fascinating mess. It's not a great movie, but in fact, it's definitely uh, as unconventional as Jason State the movie gets. Okay, um, it has a scene where he beats up a group of guys with a knife and fork. That's as am- you do, that's amazing. Okay, um, and it was directed by Simon West, who did Con Air and The Expendables two and The Mechanic, another really underrated Jason State of the movie. So it looks good, and he knows how to work with actors and. And yeah, it's far. It's a really weird, rambling, strange little kind of action movie, kind of character study, kind of Vegas portrait, kind of drama, kind of comedy, weird. kind of uh, good, kind of bad concoction. So
1: commercially, kind of a mess. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. Like, it's the people who just like who like who are like the bros, bros mm. who like Statham because he beats people up and is like cool and shit. Uh, they're gonna be bored. And the people who are in, who would normally be like, ooh, a uh, Robert Altman slash William Goldman movie, that sounds intriguing, will have no interest in seeing anything <laughs> starring Jason Statham. So it's kind of a movie for nobody, but if you are interested in all those elements like I am, it is fascinating to watch, even as it fails. So, yeah, much like Project Almanac, I would say they're both, I would say Wildcard is. Not uh, necessarily a a good movie, but is definitely a kind of fascinating one with some Fair really enough. great moments. So, yeah, um, neither loved nor hated the movies this week. They were both just kind of interesting.
0: Okay. Wayne, you're playing okay. anything?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're going to. Okay, the, basically, the big thing that I was playing was Grim Fandango. Re- yes. That, mm-hmm. that was the huge one because that came out earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And. Do I really need to explain this? It's Grim Fandango. It's like it's I, widely I think, yeah. considered by critics and fans to be one of the masterpieces in the genre. Of and they would be right. And mm. they would be right. And it was originally released in 1998 and has thus far been commercially unavailable for all that time mm-hmm. until yeah. as of earlier this week. So... Up until now, the only way that you'd ever been able to play it was if you were lucky enough to buy the CD back in 98 or came Mm -hmm. across it in a garage sale, Mm -hmm. which was how I eventually came across it, actually.
0: I think I actually own the original CD somewhere in my house.
2: I think yeah. I have it on a series of floppy disks yeah. somewhere.
0: Was it, did it come floppy?
1: I believe
2: it was in that era. I know my copy of Sam and Max mm-hmm. did. I find it hard to believe, but my...
0: Uh, uh, but Grim Fandega was later.
1: Yeah. Was it? Uh, all I know okay. for sure is that it uh, the original versions no longer work very well on modern PCs.
0: Oh, because it's, it's... If I remember correctly, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it was the fact that the puzzles were based on the CPU clock cycles. Yeah. So... As CPU clock cycles got exponentially faster, oh, that's right, you couldn't play it because it was too and, fast. and there were certain other adventure games. I at think, the, yeah,
1: yeah. At, at the three-quarter mark specifically in Grim Fandango, yeah. there was one puzzle that required Manny being on a conveyor belt and you yes. had to get off at a certain time. That's but right. once you know, PCs got beyond a certain speed, that it was yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah, that conveyor belt just went way too fast and you couldn't get off of it in time. So that's right. What People had to do at least during the early yeah. part of the 21st century was they would be able to download certain um, programs that would actually impair the performance th- of their th- processor and slow it down enough that you could complete the conveyor belt i puzzle.
0: think it was if you used it, it was a dos game correct yeah it was yeah, yeah if you, you use dos box DOS, dos box has a thing that says make my cpu the mm-hmm. speed so i think that it, dos box still lets it run yeah but it's Super complex. Although,
1: as far as I know, it's like you know now with the more modern computers, even that trick won't. Yeah, really. People were just like, I I just can't play it now anymore. So, but you can now. Awesome. um, They've touched it up graphically, although it actually is not that gigantic an improvement. No, it's it's really not. Showed it off in the office here, and it's like because it used simple polygonal work to begin with, all that you're really getting is like a nice boost to real-time editing, and the textures are no longer jaggy. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. It's like otherwise. It use pre-rendered backgrounds and those backgrounds look exactly the same now because they're the, pre-rendered yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing that I would advise to people who are playing it now is there is an option to put it into widescreen yeah but I would say don't do that because the backgrounds they pulled the original backgrounds from the game, which were made with the original four three uh, aspect mm-hmm. ratio. So in order to get them to fit into a new sixteen by nine, they had to squash and stretch them. No, no so good. when they do that, that means that everybody kind of looks shorter and fatter. Because it was been weird, yeah, to yeah. fit the widescreen. So that's no, no good. Don't do that. Just play it with the black pillars on either side, and everybody. look Well,
0: the look weird Aztec yeah. pillars on the other side. Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, what I would say though is, do not play with the old controls. Play it with the new camera relative controls as opposed to the old 90s tank controls. Yeah. Because it's it's just like Resident Evil. It's like slow and clunky and horrible and it does not work very well. Um, so the only reason that you would play it that way, which is the reason that I played it that way, is because there's actually a trophy in there, uh, a gold trophy that you get for playing it old school yeah. with the tank controls. And in the write-up it actually says this trophy is here because Tim demanded it. Mm, so, that's amazing. So Tim Schaefer actually said, I'm going to give a gold trophy to those people that are stubborn enough to play it old school. So I'm like, all right, Tim, I'm going to rise to the challenge and do it that way. That's funny. But otherwise, it's a horrible experience playing yeah, it with yeah. the old tank controls and just stick with the new ones. Other than that, I mean, you really can't say anything else about it because it's brilliantly written. It is so, so funny. You know, It's mm-hmm. like the idea is so original. They're just... Like most other Tim Schafer games out there, there really just is nothing out there quite like it. You know yeah, saying? it was the same thing with Psychonauts. You know, it's like it's even the same thing with Brutal Legend. You just you just don't find a game like this. Yeah. anywhere else with these crazy ideas and just an amazing amount of imagination and so much humor. Yeah. just all over the place. Like I had forgotten that at one point, Nanny um, is talking to like a, a female security guard and. She just slowly, over the course of a monologue, just has a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot that this part was in there, but it was just so funny mm-hmm. and at the same time so wrong, just yeah. like watching this woman unravel before you. And I was like, I completely forgot about this part, but it was so yeah. terrible it's and so funny. The performances funny it are really good in it too. From yeah. what I oh, about. the acting is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Manny Calavera himself, I can't remember the guy's real name, but Tim specifically got a guy from Cuba. Hmm. To be the voice actor for that because he wanted somebody who spoke with a legitimate like Hispanic accent and right. you know would throw in Hispanic expressions here and there where they felt natural as opposed to like you know trying to get some white guy to speak with a Hispanic accent and just hope that it would sound authentic hmm. like now it's let's just you know, let's just go authentic with this and get some guy that can actually speak this way right and, you know, and it worked out so yeah cool. so yeah um, it's uh, actually only like fifteen dollars on the PlayStation Network. It's like it's well, well worth it, mm. especially considering that it actually hasn't been commercially available since the nineties. Yeah, so like yeah, go yeah. out and buy it. This is so so worth it. It's just an amazingly funny game. Yeah. Very really original. You know? How
2: long did it take to play through it?
1: Um it depends on whether you're actually like you know going through all of the dialogue yeah, 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 yeah. or whether you're just like speed running it. Um if you're trying to play it to enjoy it yeah. and you're like trying to get the most you can out of the game you are probably looking at about like you know eight hours. Yeah, so it's a full yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a full game. It's a pretty full game. I mean, if you're trying to speedrun it, then you can probably do it in about half that time. Well, that'd be yeah. missing the point. Yeah, exactly. Fandango. So, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, I'd say that is probably about eight hours. Cool. You know, especially if you're trying to solve it without getting help from the internet. Yes. Then it may be twenty hours, <laughs> yeah, depending yeah, on how yeah. stubborn you are. Of course. Cool. So right. that's
2: the big thing, yeah. Right on. I mean, um, so I've been playing Majora's Mask, but and I guess I can talk about it because yes, the, you can because the embargo's up. But should I? Because the game doesn't even come out for a couple of weeks. Should I wait until it actually comes out to if, talk about if the
1: it? The embargo has lifted. You can talk. You can about it. talk about it. Yeah. yeah, the embargo is
2: lifted, yeah. right? Um, it and everything. I'm not sure. Well, let's just wait. Then. Yeah, let's wait. Yeah, yeah that sounds we'll safer. Okay. Did you post the review?
0: Not yet. No. Okay.
2: I'll check on that. Embargo. I think the
0: preview we can talk about preview covers now, but I don't think the actual review embargo's up yet.
2: Oh it's that something makes weird sense. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't I just wait and talk
1: about it yeah, yeah. comes
2: out then? Um I'll say it's pretty.
1: Okay. All right. cool. Otherwise, the only other thing that we can talk about then is like life is strange we can talk a
0: bit about that okay, exactly. we're gonna do' mm-hmm. more, more yeah. there, I'm,
1: I'm actually really intrigued about this game I mean I kind of had it was on my radar for like oh this could be a unique experience because mm-hmm. it's got such a weird pedigree behind it but mm-hmm. now I've actually sat down and I've, you know it's like played a bit of it and yes it's a it's a deeply weird deeply interesting game it's like okay mm-hmm. the best way to describe this is a um, awkward, American high school teenager coming of age story with uh, time travel aspects and you know, perhaps also some lesbian undertones huh. all worked into this thing. It's like it's, it's so basically it takes place mm. in Oregon and you control an 18-year-old high school student named Maxine and she is a promising photographer who gets a full scholarship to this school that specializes in photography mm-hmm. so she's th- these guys have obviously like okay this is the crazy thing they're French mm. they're based out of Paris but they decided that they wanted to do an American high school experience game mm. and they must have watched like a lot of John Hughes because this girl is totally channeling like Molly Ringwald from Pretty and Pink <laughs> it's like she's poor but she's plucky mm. and she's got this huge chip on her shoulder about you know this inferiority complex but I don't know whether I'm talented enough and, mm. and, it's like, and I'm poor and I'm hanging out with all of these rich kids you know, it's like They're giving me all of this crap because I'm not as well-to-do as them. You know, mm. blah, blah, blah. She's got these outsider friends that she hangs out with, so you can see the pretty and pink vibe that's mm. happening. But then, all of a sudden, she goes into the bathroom, and she sees an argument between some girl and some guy, and the girl gets shot. And when the girl goes down, she sticks her hand out, presumably to shout out no, but instead she winds up pulling a Prince of Persia and rewinding time huh. back to a few minutes before it happened, so that she's back in her classroom. So from there, she starts playing with this time rewind power and um, eventually sort of realizes that there's something funny going on in the school and she can do something about it with her time manipulation powers Hmm. and it's all tied in with her and her best friend from five years ago who she's got to get reacquainted with uh, and that's where the coming of age stuff comes in with like the supernatural stuff and it's... From a from a writing perspective, it's it's very, very well done. I mean it's like, okay, like I haven't been a teenager in a while, so I don't know how on point this is with the teenage mm-hmm. lingo, mm-hmm. but it actually captures the teenage angst about, you know, it's like the uncertainty and the alienation and you know it's like the not fitting in and not being sure if you want to fit in with these guys, blah, 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 all of that stuff. It all feels, you know, it's like very John Hughesy. Cool. I, I don't know whether the slang or you know it's like the specific teenage concerns are you know timely mm. but the typical teenage angst feels like you know believable and character herself is fairly likable because she's like Molly Ringwald. so cool so yeah I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far it's episode one of a five episode series and these guys aren't telltale who have been cranking them out for years and years now so I hope they do well with this because from yeah. what I've seen, it's, it's pretty promising. But there's really no telling. They, they could drop the ball in, like, you know, episode three or episode yeah, four and yeah, it could yeah, just, yeah, like, all collapse on mm-hmm. itself. But for now, what they've got is very intriguing. So I'm keeping my hopes up. Cool.
0: Is cool. that it? Yep, that's it. Okay, let's wrap up there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can come back every week and listen on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace. Is that a thing still? I don't know. I, have no idea. I doubt it. Stitcher we're on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Um, We'd love to hear from you. So you can write us at questions at dot From everyone here at CG Magazine, I wish you a great weekend. Bye.